Welcome to Theft Mart, the official podcast about secret shoppers, loss prevention, asset protection, department store deputies, and shopping aisle sheriffs. My name is Marshall. I'm here with my co-host, E-Money, Rock, and Big Country. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. Yeah, that, this, is a, this is a beginning, my friend. This is yeah, the beginning. first episode. Um, yeah, we're all asset protection. I will. I'll tell you, you know, how I got into it was, I don't know about you guys, I like a lot of action movies. You guys like action movies? <laughs> Just Rambo. Rambo? Oh, fucking oh, yeah. great. Well, you, oh, yeah. What's your favorite action movies. movie, dude? Um, oh, who's your favorite action actor? Probably Arnold. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's where it's at. That's classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, too. <laughs> I like MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> he was, that's, that's hardcore, you know. Hey, still, he still did some shit, man. Yeah. And I'm going to get Sylvester Sloan. No, like no, no, man. I went, through, I went through the stages. First, it was Chuck Norris, because Chuck Norris Chuck was Norris my hero. Badass. Went from Chuck Norris to Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal from Steven Seagal to Sean Claude Van Damme. Thank you. And, <laughs> and, then, and then Arnold just took over the world, man. Arnold and Sylvester Sloan, and then those are just classics. But yeah. my guy was Chuck Norris, missing in action. He's the first one to beat a... Who was it? Um, Bruce, Bruce Lee? Lee? Yeah. yeah. True story. Mm-hmm. That's a true story. Because I remember my dad, I was like eight years old and I started watching movies with my dad. And ever since then, I want to be something involved, a badass. So you basically want to be a cop of some sort? To yeah. Go in the military? Cop, something. military, you know, started working kick-ass. out day one from that That's time. what really drove me to be asset protection. It's cool. But I just needed a job, man. And, and. <laughs> That started. That's how it started, man. I started wanting to need a job. A friend of mine knew somebody, and a friend of mine. I went in for an interview, and hey, I had to give like, be, hey, what, what do you want to do? You know this? No, I don't know anything, but I'm willing to learn. That's true. I became number one in my whole market, man. So, yeah, which market was that? Well, we can't say this stuff. One thing I'm saying, we're going into a lot of detail, aren't we? We'll make an edit note right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what about you? You know, I heard about it from a friend who I, I was heard it from a, a friend who I needed something. I needed something different, and thought this sounded like fun to try out. Uh, uh, we know, yeah. B, we'll call him Mister B. Mister <laughs> B. Mister B. Uh, got me on with the job. I think what I was most surprised by was what, what he like what he talked about and stuff. Was he's like you know profiling's for a reason yeah they tell you never to profile right they tell you never profile but you have you have Always to have when you're to walking the floor to. you profile it's like man that yeah. is a piece of shit they're gonna steal yeah, and, and and it's the thrill you see this you say all the time you say that person that person's gonna steal and they they gotta prove you wrong man they gotta prove you wrong i'll tell you some of the some of the worst times is that tax time and christmas time because all these people you just stereotype have money and are going to spend the money at Christmas time and tax time. These people load up their carts like this shit is going out the door. It's going. And then they go right up to the register and pay, for, pay it. for it. Bunch of BS, man. I still stop them. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> can, I check your, can, I, can I check your receipt, please? Yeah. I need to see your receipt, receipt please. And they get pissed, too, because I go through every item. I'm not going to tell you what store I work at, but it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Big, big deal. No, man. So, so tell me about the time, the, the very first stop you made, man. First stop. Very first stop, I was I was kind of like on my own. You know, I, everybody you had left that night. I could call my manager. I got a report. Some guy was wearing a security hat trying to suspiciously check on TVs that were locked up. He's going around telling people he was security for a, a cable television company, and he, they needed to do market demographic testing for the television. That's de- <laughs> that is detailed, man. That's so, a story, dude. He was full of shit, of course. And right. So we we seen him load up the uh, television into the cart, 
I remember him pushing it out. I made the stop and called the deputy out. And the deputy who came and picked him up, he's like, I got to see the video. It's not that I don't trust you, but I got to trust you one time. So there's all this pressure to find the video, oh make sure the guy's not running out, shit like that. I mean, that. you had to be nervous though, right? Oh, yeah. I was I was really nervous because, you know, you don't know you don't know what you're doing wrong or right, you know, when you're first going through it, uh, yep. trying to figure out, you know, you don't want to make any mistakes because you don't know what the consequences of these mistakes are, or at least that is, that is, through how we went through. That is a true statement. That is yeah. a true statement. Mine was a 16-year-old kid. And, of course, he's a minor, but as you're watching this person steal and they're tearing up packaging, you're like, well, he's just 16. I'm not going to stop this dude. I can't. This is my first stop. I'm like, I'll get him next time. I don't need to make this stop. I don't need to make this stop. No, you got it. Quit being a fucking pussy. Make a stop. It's your duty, it's right? My, it's yeah. my duty. Like, it's our duty. I'm going to let my team down if I make, don't make yeah. this stop. Let him go. No, let him go. No. I had this internal. Let him go. I'm so nervous. I start sweating. Like, I got to do it. I got to do it. And I finally, I just did it. And once I made that stop by myself, all by myself, Good I don't go. know if everybody did their own stops by themselves, but you got thrown. I got thrown to the wolves my first night by myself did it mm-hmm. now i could do it with a group we all did it as a group we made stops as a group but when i was by myself the first stop was a 16 year old so yeah yeah and then i think i made a pact i don't know <laughs> i'm never gonna stop another minor ever again and most of them have never Paid really been never been minors i've never never like mm-hmm. pursued minors so yeah it's kind of crazy my first stop was a minor also i mean i remember it's kind of sending that call to my boss and said hey i think i got one here i know i'm not really signed off yet but you want me to go ahead and do it of course the boss said go for it I got you. So how it started was the guy was in this health beauty. So it's a beer. Your shavers. You know, you got shavers, deodorant, health and beauty products. It's just beauty products. products, (laughs) Tampons. (laughs) So he was was opening up tampons. Tampons and everything you got. Now, what he was doing was getting a razor. So I come along, grab deodorant, and act like I'm stealing it. Yeah, it might be entrapment. Who knows? Who cares? You pretend to So then I fall over the toy section. I got the deodorant. I start putting the deodorant in my pocket. And we kind of make eye contact. I'm like, what's up, man? Put the deodorant in my pocket. Did you did you have like a special moment when you met Eyes and he saw you put the deodorant in? Was it like, <laughs> hey, hey, dude, we're doing hey, this shit together? Yeah. What's up, bro? You stealing too? I got What's up? Let's get out of here. I felt a little connection there. I got a lot. You know? I mean, he, he thought it was good. I was like, you ain't good. You fucked. But you know, it's good. So he's like, you know, he's stealing shaver. I'm stealing deodorant. You know, it's it was connection. It was great. So he, he does it, of course. I'm behind him, and we both start going. So I get I get in front of him. I start going around. I act like, oh, I forgot something. So I turn around, and he finally goes through the first uh, vestibule. I made stop on him. I mean, he's pissed. Like I said, we had the connection. You know, he thought he loved me. I don't know. I might <laughs> he love thought him too. he loved me. <laughs> but we made that connection, and after that, you know, he he was a good kid. He's young, seventeen year old. Bring him back. One thing with minors, do that paperwork sucks. But he was a nice guy. He cooperated. That was it. Mine was a minor too. He was a nice guy, so you have a good relationship with all everybody you stop. Sometimes, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. You know, you know, it depends. You know, sometimes we might go get a beer after. Sometimes we might go with chicken. (laughs) You never know. It depends on the mood. Depends on the mood. All right. So are we going with the first stop, successful stop, or the first stop? You you made a bad stop. You made a bad stop. We don't make bad stops. Hey, this team never made bad stops. I I never said it was a bad stop. I just said unsuccessful. Okay, go ahead. Just your first stop. stop. My first stop, young kid, minor. Why we all have minors? Well, I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily. Minors, I wasn't signed off. It didn't get counted as mine, but I was with him. And, uh, <laughs> him. I could I could name the kid out loud on the air. Hold on, you think that's kind of like? That. Since we all have minors, you think it's because we were kind of like sizing people up, like, hey, I don't know, we're ready I for a doll yet. Guy. I could get a. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't, 
I don't know we're ready for adult yet, but uh, for the record, <laughs> I did not have a minor. He's just. He's crazy. He's an old guy. He's so, weird. So we can officially say you're not a pedophile. That's right. I'm like I'm like the three gentlemen who are here with me. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, you're with me. Big, <laughs> big monitor. Uh, well, I have a monitor. Like I said, but go ahead. Uh, go back. The kid. Uh, the kid had some earphones, and I don't remember all exactly what some some headphones, maybe some cards, something like that. Uh, we go back. We get. We observe him. You know, fucking. You can hear this shit opening up and so we we go we follow him out he doesn't have it on you know what do you what, what it sound him. like when he's opening up though just packaging you know plastic getting ripped open okay you know, I mean, just did you just say he didn't have it on him no he did he, he concealed it yeah and he started out through the door and then we went and stopped got a little stern with him <laughs> walking him back to the <laughs> back we get back uh, you, you know, know one one of the things is you can't you can't pat people down you can't you know strip search them for for the product well, we got somebody here by, by the rules here at least, at least while you're on camera you can't but you know you know the rule blind spots blind spots goes. anything anything goes man so um, we get him back there and uh you know he's like I, I don't have i don't have anything we're like dude we know you you have this where is it and so we start sweating him a little bit you know good cop bad cop all this that and the other finally he pulls out wait a he, minute wait a minute we gotta go into this then who's the uh, bad cop who's the good cop I, I think we all know who the bad cop here was <laughs> alright so tell so how'd it go I snorted a little well, bit on going, going to that conversation how'd it go who was the bad cop you were no you were good cop the, the, the counterpart alright cops go ahead how'd it start off I'll, I'll interject a little I remember uh, this I think it's a it was a different sensation myself <laughs> because well you're a veteran I remember, still a rookie. Well, I well but run, but I, it, so, it yeah. wasn't even like me being the veteran it was like uh, I was I thought it was a bad stop because he emptied his pockets <laughs> couldn't find anything and I'm freaking out like you I'm supposed to be training this dude and I'm gonna get fired the first day I train him because right. he doesn't have shit in his pockets. And uh turned out he had basketball shorts on, his but, but we we had <laughs> he was smuggling it the, the old prison pocket. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> the, the, uh, but I was sweating, but he oh, but it worked. Hey, it we like, got him. So like did you scream at him? And then listen, guy, I I I, I, I had the room, and then you come in like, hey man, uh, no, you little I, I believe you did upset. leave the room. We talked to him, you know, I talked to him for a little bit. You know, I don't couldn't even tell you what I, I mean. This is five years ago, at least, I don't remember exactly what I said to him. Those certain times. So, but yeah, he had a set of basketball shorts on underneath and pulled Sounds out. Sounds like headphone. you remember pretty good to me. <laughs> what color the were the basketball shorts? <laughs> uh, red, maybe. <laughs> what about his underwear? Crazy thing was, it took him off without his hands at all. He just no, <laughs> listen. I'm pretty skilled. I ain't gonna lie. We had a lot of complaints with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, little boy complains. <laughs> this is getting raw. I don't, I don't, I don't remember a lot of it. I just remember being terrified that I was going to lose my job trying to train this guy. And but luckily we sweated him and it worked. So I'm going to segue. How many times did you play the bad cop, dude? <laughs> I don't even know what I, I probably blacked out and just yelled at the kid. I was, I was pissed that I was about to lose my job. Said. Some what? Some obscenities were said, possibly about the kid's mother. We're not really sure to this day. Your mother's a whore. Now where's the car? Um, you guys recall his mother a whore? That's awesome. I did not. I always want to call Prove it. Prove it. Get a warrant. <laughs> I mean, I still have hatred of people that I stop to. You know, sometimes you get in, they still, they still feel me. It's like taking 
take that money out of your own pockets, you know? Uh, I've never really personally had a vendetta for anybody ever that I've ever stopped. Maybe the people that ever I got into like a personal altercation, you know, the one stops that you're out there in the parking lot, and, you know, the bad parking lot you're not supposed to talk about. Yeah. After that, man, once they once they leave, I don't I don't care. Now, whenever you go to the the mall, the carnivals in the town, then you're worried about. Then you're worried about. Then you're worried about if you're gonna. Are these people? Are these people gonna mess you up, or what are they gonna do? You know. And so, I've had them while you're at the and you're getting on rides. Hey, I know you from somewhere. I don't know where I know you from. I don't. Know. Are you from? Yeah, McDonald's. Maybe that's where I see you all the time. I'll never admit that. That's crazy how you forget the people you stop. You know. You fucking go out there and it's like they look at you and they know you but you don't remember them. Well, you're walking the floor. It's like, did we stop that person? Did yeah. did did we stop? Do you? Yeah, that's like, that. He looks. They look fucking familiar. I know. I've been out and we get a thing where a guy comes up to us and he's like, "Hey, I know, I know you, man." And we're like, "Oh, you know, did we stop this guy or not?" And it turned out it's somebody who we worked with. You know, is uh, one of the cashiers. Yeah. The place we yeah. Work. I mean, it, it happens all the time. I mean, I know, I know I'm famous as fuck and people like me. They like all of us. <laughs> you know, we're popular guys, but. You know, it gets kind of old sometimes. You know, yeah, it's kind of dying. You know, it's, it's a it's a rare breed. It's a rare breed, and and whenever you got all this this this, it's kind of crazy. All right, so we'll switch gears here. Second stop. Yeah, second stop. All right, walking around, still not signed off yet. See this lady. He has encountered her previously. Watched her on video. Yeah, Show some DVDs. Bitch. Blu-ray DVDs down her bag, and he, he knew that she. You got to describe her though. I mean, she was. Dirty, I, I mean, she's crackhead. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I mean, blonde hair, you know, no, missing teeth, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> missing teeth. She had nice boobs, but I mean, yeah. I well, that's because you only weighed like ninety pounds. So, but anyway, we go up to stop her. One of the things is you can't touch them. So where I messed up is as soon as we went to stop her, she's you know starts freaking out. I just had a reaction. Grasp a hold of her, her arm and uh, then realize what I've done, so I let go. And <laughs> yeah, she grabbed her she, ass, Bubba. Whatever. She'll be grabbing her ass. Yeah. But so then she proceeds to walk out the door, and you know, karma, as they say, is a bitch. And this elderly woman is walking in at the same time, sees this series of he events. She would have grabbed her ass. And uh, no, I'm alright. Sick right. man, you're just totally sick. Inappropriate, Miss Hair. But uh, elderly woman sees a series of events and proceeds to. I, I don't know if throw because that'd be kind of a seventy year old lady just picking up a cart and throwing it. She's a strong bitch. She, but she shoves the cart in the direction of the other woman and clips her in the leg, and she starts freaking out, th- thinking that we have hit her with a shopping cart to stop her from stealing when in fact we did not and are now just continuing to laugh hysterically at this series of events and she um, her other half who was out in the parking lot saw this and speeds away and leaves her in the parking lot to walk home or wherever she went that's good times I think she was yeah. going with Five Guys. Well, Five Guys wasn't there yet. No, I don't think he's even mm-hmm. opened up yet. What was down there? They always went and hid. Uh, Ryan's. Chili- Ryan's. 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 Ryan's, Ryan's you know, it was a good buffet. It really was. I mean, I liked it. Very rare. I, I mean, enjoyed the ice cream. That's the best thing yeah. I think about the ice cream. But I can tell you, I can tell you. <laughs> damn elderly, good ice cream. El- damn good ice cream. <laughs> damn good ice cream. <laughs> get the sprinkles. You get the gummy bears. So, Oreo. You put anything you want on that fucking ice cream. Yeah, so, I don't even know how that place went on business. <laughs> 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 
Tell me what you missed. Segue into what you missed. Goddamn buddy. prime rib from Ryan's. <laughs> now I'll tell you what, you should go up for the ice cream. All right. So speaking of stay for the speaking rib. of Ryan's, prime rib is good though. No, seriously. Speaking of Ryan's, so this dude walks in into the front doors wearing a black trench coat. We just got done making a stop. This guy walks in trench coat. So we first see him as soon as he walks in the door. We get on him. So this guy, we say this guy's gonna steal. Hair down to his butt, long black trench coat, walks right back to electronics. This guy's going to steal something. So he goes and gets air dust, right? So he grabs air dust. Okay, this shit's going. This is going. No. He Did goes right. It? No, he went. Well, we'll get there. He went straight to the line, paid for it, goes straight to the bathroom. Still goes his butt. No, this guy. This, this guy goes in. This guy goes into the bathroom and starts huffing this air dust. So we automatically call the cops. So we're protecting the door. Nobody can come in and out of the bathroom. And this guy's in there, huffing <laughs> air dust. And he acts like he's speaking in tongues. <laughs> so in walks state trooper. We tell him this guy's in the back, huffing, huffing air dust. State trooper walks in. Boom! Kicks in the bathroom stall he's in. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, I'm shit. sick. Getting ready to go to work. And here inside the, inside the toilet is four cans of air dust. He's already huffed. He threw up all over the floor. Oh, fuck. Come to find out, this guy was a cook at Ryan's on your prime rib. A cook. A cook. I never ate there ever again. Fuck that ice cream. I don't know, man. I would have ate there still. I mean, Ryan's, I don't know. You know, I loved Ryan's. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Whoa. I think, I think you've, you've fallen off a little bit and you're kind of tired. Oh, man. I think, yeah, it's it's tough to go anywhere, work in this profession. Just, and not seeing people you caught? Yeah, and then being afraid of, you know, and uh, you know he's got dirtbag friends back there making food for him, too. And not good. Not good. I think one thing we should clear up, because we haven't talked about, is that within our job, there are definitely parameters and rules that we're supposed to stick within. Now, that's not to say, you know, people bend rules, break rules. Um, but it's important to know, you know, there's definitely three components to getting a good stop. Actually, they've changed it, my friend. Okay. They've, been, they've, they've yeah. made it to where now you have to have five. Wow. Five. You can't make a stop without having five certain things. And if you don't have one of the five, you can't make any stops. But like you said, there's some rules to be broke because if you, there's not all the time you're going to be able to catch somebody having all five. You walk, you're walking the floor, right. you're walking the floor, and somebody's opened up a package. I don't care if I saw them. Select it. They're opening up a package. I know they didn't come in with that package. Opening that package, I'm gonna stop them. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. I you gotta at least have the two out of the five. Two out of the five. Can we go over so. the five rules without uh, giving away well, proprietary every, every, information? Every, every place is different. Can, so would every, we, every, pretty much would we say so, these like, five? I've worked at multiple retailers. Have been adapted by every, most retailers. Most retailers said, "Oh, it's pretty much the same." You know, you got to have the suspicious activity. You have to have them select an item. You have to have them. Go to someplace and conceal that item, and then they have to walk out without paying for it. Yeah, so you have to have a, you have to have a reason why you're watching this person. You just can't say, "Oh, this guy." Once again, we're talking about stereotypes. We say we don't stereotype, but you do. <laughs> That's the whole purpose of them saying you don't stereotype to have those <clears throat> elements. This is the reason why, and it's only to cover your ass if you go to court. You know, well, I just didn't, I picked him because he was a black man, or I picked him because he was an Indian. I picked him. No, this is the reason why. He I came picked him because he's a white man. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's yeah, there's no, uh, yeah. We're diverse here, man. Said it though, that one. Crime is diverse, dude. It doesn't matter what color you are. 
but you still have those those moments where you are going to stereotype and say this person is going to do this until they prove you wrong. Do you feel like the rules, the five rules that we're discussing are implemented to protect you or do you think it's implemented to basically cover the retailers? It's the retailer because they don't the retailer don't care about you. They care about themselves. Do you think Mm-hmm. Kind of because the laws of underneath Indiana, it all, they know these rules are being bent and broken. Every oh, they day. know oh, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. That and that's the thing that we talk about all the time. You know, is in, in this in this business is that if those those are as long as don't ask, don't tell. You know, the kind of thing they have in the military. It's the same thing when it comes to this. They know these people that are getting five hundred stops a year. They're not following all that five rules because there ain't no way you're getting 500 stops by following all them rules because there's going to be a lot of people walk out your doors. There's going to be a lot of higher theft. Mm-hmm. But because the retailer don't care about you, just there to cover their butt. So Yeah, just safe parameters. You know, they want you to make stops, but then they don't want you to make stops. So and you got to make stops. Have you ever personally been in a situation where you felt like these rules were maybe used at the bias of the company or the or the retailer, like where you felt like maybe these rules weren't in your best interest, but they were... Well, I can tell you probably firsthand, I don't know, but I've seen it firsthand with people I've worked with. Now, I've worked, my job, I've, people, come and, people come and go in our business. You guys are aware of that. I've worked with officers of the, of the law where sometimes when they decide themselves, they're going to enforce their, their, their right as an officer Instead of being that for the retailer, they, they said, I'm an officer of the law, and I'm going to arrest this person. Well, the retailer don't care that you're an officer of the law because you didn't follow these steps that the retailer asked you. And those officers and members of the law enforcement have gone by the wayside just doing their own job as a, as, as a duty for law enforcement. So those retailers, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, I agree with everything he says there. I mean, uh, both, we all, both know officers have lost their jobs for being secret shoppers, and they actually did what they could do as being aware of the law enforcement. And as soon as they identify themselves as an officer, I mean, yeah. it's their civic duty. If you're an officer and you see a crime committed, it's their job to – it's their duty to do that. And all these retailers <laughs> – all these retailers don't care. I just gave that away. I mean, we're not, hopefully we don't do nothing with this. But – they don't care about about you being an officer and your civic duty as an officer and your oath as a as a as a member of the community. So, the interesting thing to me is hypothetically anybody can do what we're doing. No, you can. No, 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 no. Because no. I, I was I was always told basically we were performing citizens arrest. Oh, but, well, and we don't I'm, condone I'm anybody. You, I'm just. I thought you were saying that anyone could be a secret shop. Is what? Yeah, no. I think. I think it's a certain cut of people, but I think uh, you from the actual. Oh, anybody can make a citizen's arrest. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like they, they just recently arrested for uh, Stephen Bonner drinking and driving. And they held him there until an officer came, and they all made a citizen's arrest. But so anybody can make a citizen's arrest. Mm-hmm. You are correct. It's interesting. I think that anybody can do that, but. Um, well, I can tell you, like, say, say our local law enforcement would prefer us to to cite people and give them tickets to show up to court. If we had the opportunity, they'd give us ticket books and we'd write tickets. But the retailer don't want nothing to do with it because they feel like it's going to cause uh, a scrutiny and uh, go to court over stuff like this. So they don't want to get sued. So, but if the local law enforcement to save their time from coming out to, out to out to these places. They would rather give us the ticket and ticket book site and release them and tell them to have appear in court on this such such date. What are you thinking? Do you think that's uh that's, so that's more beneficial to the retailer it's, to have it that way? 
I don't know if it's, it's beneficial to the community and, and our, to our officers that are out there trying to serve and protect. And if we got them coming every 20 minutes to, to a retailer, then we're wasting our money to them coming out here every 20 minutes. So, That's a good point. But the retailer don't care. Like we had a, I had a conversation, and every 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 retailer is different. You go to throughout. I've worked in multiples where there's a dollar amount where the officers come out. Well, you talk to the retailer that I work at now. They don't like. We need to take the dollar amount for an officer to come out to the store to be a higher rate. But they don't care. They still want it to be at a certain. I'll be honest with you. They want it to be twenty five dollars. So anytime that somebody steals twenty five dollars, an officer needs to come to the store. I don't think it needs to be twenty five dollars. I think it needs to be a hundred dollars or more. Because why are we wasting it? Was to, to me, it's, I can I can get somebody in there twenty five bucks. Okay, sign this, leave. You know, there's no reason for me to bring a cop and wait wait two three hours for a cop. Sometimes, depending on the shift change, for twenty five dollars. That's a waste of my time. Waste of the officer's time. It's a waste of the retailer's time. I could do so many other things. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe we could talk about a little bit about what loss prevention means to us individually why why we think what are the pros and cons of it why is it a necessity in 2018 i don't know i, I could say personally on my personal point is is there's a give and take you know i'm not the retailer i'm not the i'm not the guy that's making the big bucks now if i had my own business i definitely would want i see the need to have have a face inside my my uh, business that says hey we're protecting the assets of this company but but I'm telling you, as loss, loss prevention as a whole, technically, let's, let's say I'm in a big retailer, and me, I've been I've been high, I've been low in this co- in, in this company and other companies, and so on the outside, you actually have to show the community that there is some kind of uh, force inside your store that is protecting its assets. Now, I could tell you from a business standpoint, when I was higher up, that the the exterior theft has nothing to do with what the interior theft there's more interior theft than there is exterior theft but you still have to have that to me you have to have that inside the store so what it means to me is just showing the face in the community you just can't walk into any place to have whatever you want and your hands on anything you so whenever we're here we're here to show you can't just have anything inside the store i think a a good addition to that too is uh, a lot of people think all we do is stopping theft and controlling assets um, but there's a, a kind of a good point that you're bringing up there with the interior exterior of that. We're also in charge of the safety aspect yeah, of a, a lot culture. of these retailers. We are, we are, we are the face of safety inside that store. I don't think that if if we wasn't, that's the one thing you, you know. You're walking around these retailers and you're seeing all kinds of unsafe work practices all the time. And if, I don't think if we was here on an individual basis that anybody would say, hey, so-and-so is unworking safe. They was climbing up in the steel or they was walking on pallets. They was riding a forklift around in circles. Because if we wasn't out walking and rotating the different different parts of the store, we wouldn't see it. We see more than what our managers do and what other people do because we, we, we are the face of the store. And if we wasn't a part of here, then the safety culture wouldn't even really be there. So yeah. we're a big proponents of safety. And if we wasn't there to push it, then there really wouldn't be anybody to do that because a lot of these managers think that their their time and efforts is not worth it. They got so many times stocking shelves and dealing with customers that they don't even focus on that. So 
Yeah, you are correct. I think it's interesting too how uh, unaware from being from going from shopper to a secret shopper and learning kind of the trade, how unaware the general public is from the amount of theft that happens. I feel like for me, it was something that once you learn that, it's almost like a switch that comes on. And now, anytime you go shopping anywhere, you see anywhere, something anywhere you, yeah. you pick right? up. Yeah, you pick up on. What what am I looking for here for Secret Fish Shop? Yeah, yeah, who is who's stealing here? This packaging that's left over that was theft that happened earlier, right? You know, things, know. things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you recall, guys, when you recall when you first started, especially when you first started, you start seeing it everywhere. You saw you saw theft everywhere because it was so fresh, and you because you was you was new, you didn't know what theft was, what it was. So you, when you start going into other retail businesses that you just visited on a regular basis, you never even saw it before, and now it's so fresh. That person's stealing. I would go up to I'd be in another store and say, hey, this person's stealing. They're stealing. How do you know? They just put it in their pocket. No matter where mm-hmm. I'd go, I'd tell somebody, I need, a man- I need to talk to a manager. But part of that could be also attributed to the amount of time that you spend in that particular store. As far as the one that, you know, we all once were or currently, you know, you're, you're spending at least eight hours a day in that floor or in that store walking around the floor. If you go into, say, pennies or you know lows menards a lot of times you're only spending 20 25 30 minutes maybe max in there that's a very very short length of time to actually well, I, you know, I'm gonna disagree if, with if you're you. not tra- you know if you haven't been trained or don't know what to you look for things like that. 100% being in there for 20 30 minutes I still can pull people out 100% so that's what I'm saying so like so yeah. like the things that you've been taught things that you've never known before like you said coming in from a consumer to an actual part of the retail part now even the short period of time that I was okay this is the things you look for these are the things like my my mentor said this this is what you look for this is what this person does this is what this person does and that whole stereotype I can walk into a store and I'll stereotype as soon as I walk in that store yep. it's programming it, it is it's it's it's, it's it's in you. It's embedded. And and it won't ever just, go away. This might just be with me. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. It's in the DNA. It's in the DNA. It's weird with me. I feel like I got some intuition, too. Like, it's weird. I get a feeling sometimes I look at someone. And just by looking at it, I think they're going to steal. It, Most of the time, they do steal. It is. It's, it's like it that's becomes why, a second nature yeah, to you. And that's why you're either going to make it or you're not going to make it at this position. And I'll, t- and I'll tell you something else, too. And the more you do it, 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 sometimes you just run right into shit, that's man. Right. You can have one of these days where you're walking, you know, I got nothing. I've been working for seven hours and 30 minutes. I'm getting ready to go clock out. And then, boom, there it is. Just falls in your lap. Yeah, sometimes you befriend another criminal, you know, and you put deodorant in your pocket and, you know, the, <laughs> your buddies and you get them that way. Man, I'm <laughs> telling you, one of the best times. Best, you know, you're not supposed to end trap, but I, you know, I I did it multiple times. It's real good to do. The funniest shit ever when you talk about interaction. I've told this story to you guys a thousand times, but people who listen never heard it before. Walking the sales floor, it's summertime. This dude's walking the floor. He has an L cart, right? One of these carts that are always in the back store, right? Back in the store, it's like, this guy's up to something. There ain't no way. Plus, he looks shady as fuck. So, this guy goes right to our pools. And I'm like, this shit's going. So, he's having a hard time putting on this cart. I go, sir. Well, how big was the pool? The pool was a four-foot pool. Damn, you think you'd go bigger? You, well, we only sold that. That's the biggest we sell. How much How much do those weigh? Those are heavy. Oh, man. That, they're, they're, they're being extremely heavy. It's a two-person lift. Yeah, it's a two-person lift. So, I, I personally said, here, man, let me help you, dude. Let me load this up for you. He goes, you work here? Nah, I don't work here. Let me just want to help you, man. Entrapment. <laughs> and so, man, I load this, I load this thing up, and I walk away, and I go off to the side and walk it, and walk over to toys. This guy starts making the beeline store, towards the door, walks out, 
And I stop him and say, hey, man, my name's such and such. I need to talk to you about that. Hey, man, you just help me load down. You're a customer. He's like, no, nah, man, I work here, dude. Sucker. Sucker. Like, what's funny, the funniest of all thing, he just got out of jail, had a paper ID because they took his ID. He had a paper ID, so we used that. And it was a kid's birthday. He was buying his kid a birthday present. I was like. Man. So what is a, you know, this secret shopper? What is it to you? What is what does the job entail and what's it mean? Well, like, you know, oh. I don't know, it really comes down to three things. You know, shrink, security, and safety. You already touched it on shrink being external. You're being professional here, buddy. External and internal. Shrink's that thing you get when you jump out the pool, right? You're, yeah. You, know, you, you, don't want, you don't want your girl to see you. Well, I get shrink a lot, too, that way, too. We, helicopter, yeah. helicopter. But, uh, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Good shit, dude. No. no you, <laughs> you're a pervert, man. Go ahead and explain shrink. I think, you, I, no, you well, disgusting well, I, I, we're, on this, we're on this subject here, man. I, I feel like you walk the floor and you fuck these girls in your mind. I mean, well, I, I don't do as much as I used to, but yeah. When I get the chance, you better believe it. <laughs> the reason why you used to bring a gym bag and change your clothes all the time. You used to say you're going to the gym after this, man. You change <laughs> No. So you want to get out of this, so, huh? So shrink and say, so shrink. Yeah, shrink. I, I've never, I've never even allowed that to even happen. But shrink, yeah, so, yeah. shrink yeah. and safety. Let's get back on the tracks here. So coming from just being a floor walker, secret shopper, yeah, shrink is of course is external theft, and then you go into security, which is your MPP, which is merchandise protection plan. That's for putting spider wraps on, liquor caps, and. Make sure everything's locked up in lockup cases that are over certain dollar amounts and getting that all secured away from the bastards trying to take it from you. Yes, they're bastards. Uh, and then you got safety you went into. But what, I don't know, man. Like I said from the beginning, I I grew up watching action movies, so I always liked action stuff. I always liked to do something that would make me feel brave. So, you know, it was either like going to be a police officer or going to be in something action life, something cool, I guess. And Secret Shopper was cool, I mean. Think about it. You dress up in normal clothes. You act like you're a fake customer, and you stop bad guys. Right? That's what we're doing. We're stopping criminals, bad guys. Uh, so I mean, that's what I came to me. And I was like, in the of that, you you also get to help out the store, make a lot of stops. I don't know. It was just something that I always liked doing. I was always good at it. Was it fun? It was when I was working. It was. Uh, so did you always dream to be about being a cop or going to the military? No, I mean, I don't know about that, but I mean, I mean, it would be something to do, but. Uh, it was just something to be like that uh, brave aspect, you know. I don't know, like a hero type thing. I always want to be a hero, right? I mean, that's what all action movies are. Think about the heroes. But I don't know. I liked it. I mean, I liked the feeling of making stops, and it was fun. I get I like getting the drilling rush. I mean, there's always a drilling rush. Everyone knows that. I'm sure you guys know that. You, when you make stops, you get that little adrenaline that comes up. And it doesn't matter if it's an old lady. 80 years old or fucking they're pissing themselves when they can fist up <laughs> yeah. in the bag and they're pissed in the seat yeah. or it's you know a big thug you know what I mean black Mexican white whatever you guys but uh, I mean I don't know I've always liked it for that reasons I think that's a great point too is the I think people would be surprised that even though we talk a lot about profiling and how it is a necessity in the field um, people would be amazed at how anybody steals we've stopped little grandmas to you know, somebody who looks like a convict to just minors, you know, and, and it, I felt like every time you assume something about somebody, I was still surprised by the way they reacted. I remember making a stop and we, uh, this guy had head to toe tattoos, big looking dude, looked like he lift weights. And I remember him being like, you got my back if he throws a punch. Right. And I was, and I was terrified. This one of my first stops. And I was like, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 we can do that. 
And uh, we get up to him, pull him around, do our whole spiel. You know, hey, we're with we're with Secret Shoppers Incorporated, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> trying to you know making the stop. The guy turned around and started bawling. It, you know, no, yeah. didn't punch. Just started crying right away. That's that's a true statement. And, yeah. and the thing, if you do some things that you could do statistics and and the ethnicity of the different people that do steal and what they steal. And you'd be surprised. There is no, there is no color. There is no people steal just to steal, man. And I have found that there's no rhyme or reason to it. I've always tried to figure it out. I know I stopped you from talking about what it meant to you, but no, I was in the years that I've done this, <laughs> in the years that I've done this, I've always said, why do people do this? Why do? And there is no answer. There is no reason. They just do it. I always thought they want to pay for it, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. They want it for free. <laughs> and, I tell you, and, and I found, I found that. The majority of people that come in here don't necessarily come in to steal. They just they just do it. It just happens. It's a spur of the Sometimes moment. Sometimes it's a crime of opportunity. Like if they don't think anybody's watching them, they'll go ahead and do it. But you know, say what you want about it. Yeah, you know, yes, the majority of these people, some of them do have lengthy backgrounds, criminal history, but some of them are your minor that just made a mistake. You know, you got to live, you got to learn. You know, but regardless of what their actions are. The only thing you control, in my opinion, is your actions. So whether or not these people are, you know, could, could just be out on parole or whatever, you know, have done whatever. Still, if you show them, you know, if you have respect, if, you know, you still talk to them with respect and things like that, usually it goes over a lot smoother, uh, you know, than there is a time and place to be an asshole. And there's a time and place that's because they're going through something in their life. You are correct. Um, you know, a lot of times it goes smoother and it can work itself out. But, you know, if you at least hold yourself and have respect, you know, and you at least try to talk to them as they still are a person with respect, you know. Well, we're trained then, to disescalate the situation. Yeah, it's yeah. always that's what they try to teach you right from the beginning is de-escalation. Yeah, yeah, you are correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I don't know. Like, like I say, even though these people might disescalate the situation. Yeah. Okay. Just, you know. <laughs> You know, respect goes a long way. You know, if a lot of times you show them respect, even though they, you know, made a mistake, or you know, they could they could be their thing. They could be a career career criminal. Maybe maybe they are a meth or a heroin addict, and you're just looking to get something, take it, run it down to the pawn shop, and get a couple bucks so they can go get a hit. You, you know, know? This, this might sound kind of stupid or dumb, it might. but I, you know, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm thankful for shoplifters. It's job security. You know what I mean? I, I want them to steal because that gives me a purpose. I agree. If they don't with, steal, then we don't have a job. I agree with you, but I, th- but I think there's going to become a time and place that, that these, re- these super retailers are going to say, we don't need you. Oh, yeah. I it's already that, happening. And and to me, that that's a that's a bad thing because, you know, you go back to, you know, a kid, the kid that we, we stopped, you know, a minor. Hopefully... You know, okay, yeah, he, he did try, he tried, it was like 80 bucks. He was trying to steal headphones and some other stuff, add up to 80 bucks. But hopefully that is the only, the worst thing that he doesn't. Maybe, maybe us by stopping him has changed, changed the course of his life. Right. And he's like, oh man, you know, th- I don't want to do this. You know, uh, well, he's in prison that, right now. <laughs> Look at that. Or, or you know, maybe so. that was, you know, a snowball effect. Maybe he's like, ah, screw it. You know, another point, some of these people that have been stopped really made up, for man. shoplifting, that they aren't just your, you know, your cook or whatever. You know, why are you feeling at, sorry at for these people, man? I'm not feeling sorry for it, but you know, I can, you know, because one dude I stopped, he was like an hour away from his daughter's wedding, you know, and he almost like had a stroke back there. He was on the old fucker. Let me ask you guys a question. I'm going to ask you all your questions. I agree. I agree 100. percent How much? How much of these are stories they told to us? Are these guys career career criminals? 
career liars, pathological liars that are so good that, that they believe their own lies that they tell us, hey, th- my daughter's wedding. I've heard that. My we- I'm going to a wedding. I'm doing this. I mean, I'm doing it. My mother's in the hospital. I feel sorry story, so you feel sorry. For I mean, him. that dude, I believe, you know, another, I don't know if his wife or whoever was calling him, like, where are you at? Like, you're supposed, you could hear it over the right. phone. So, to that guy, I don't, I don't I think. I mean, the dude that. almost had a fucking, what, seizure on us? It, it was, was, he was on hard pills. He was freaking I mean, I didn't give a fuck. There. And another thing, About you're him. never, you're never too old to learn. So, maybe, maybe that dude, you know, you know, 60, 60 years know. old, whatever he was, maybe he learned to, you know. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. You are too old to learn. You're never too old to oh, learn. Oh, I, I disagree. You are set. I, I believe personally, this is where we're going to disagree, agree to disagree. I believe we are set in our ways, and it's going to be real. It's going to take something major, major, major to happen in your life. And I've seen it personally when people have major things happen in their life, and they still go down the wrong road. They still go to prison. They still do the drugs. Mm-hmm. They're still drinking. I'm telling you, we are. Once we hit five years old, you are who you are, my friend. I don't, I, think, I don't believe that for a second, but uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know a hundred percent on that. But I definitely think it's that's a psychology a, book. It's a perspective. The I, I will say one thing that I heard from a deputy from working this is that, uh, and something that I like to think when I was working and stuff. I don't want to assume the worst of people. I don't want to live in a world like that. But it's the but that the, most of these people are good-hearted people. You're just seeing them at the worst time in their life, you know. And and I do think like kind of what was saying is that. Uh, the nice thing about this job is you sometimes... You say my Christian name on this radio station again. <laughs> <laughs> whose address is... <laughs> Big, Big country. Big country. I, I think that, you know, the nice thing about this job is, I mean, there's a lot that could be, uh, you know, basically viewed as bizarre or inappropriate and stuff. One of the nice things is that, like, what I'm saying is sometimes we can be the force of interference to get them on a different path. Now, we're not providing that type of help in any way but i think um there is there is a certain aspect of of providing help through now, what we do as you guys say this as you guys say this how often do you feel it's your obligation after you guys say this i mean how times how many times have you felt like you need to have an intervention with that person that person you've stopped how many times do you think in your career how many people do you think you've stopped about 200 300 people I wouldn't say that much. I, I was I'd say maybe like much. 10. No. <laughs> probably, probably like 70. Okay, so out of 70 maybe people. 70. Out of 70 people. But you've been on you've been on lots of stops amongst all of us in, in this in this room. You've been on several hundred. So with that being said, do you feel like that you've found yourself where you felt like, hey, i got to change this person's life. They're going through some crazy shit. Maybe I could say something that could intervene. Well, I mean. How many times do you feel out of, out of 70 stops, how many times do you think you've had your personal opinion about their life? Personal, I mean, to go over somebody's life and their, you know, past experiences and maybe an hour that you have them in the back, I mean, you can't go too in depth with it. But, I mean, there's possibly two, that young kid, and then there were some other juveniles that got stopped that, you know, possibly, hopefully that this, you know, because it isn't, also it isn't just what the repercussions of whatever that retailer is or the legal ramifications of it so for some of these juveniles you also have their parents which can which can be a very powerful tool expect you know if if they're not necessarily a bad kid if they haven't you know and i'm not just saying because a split home or things like that will make you a bad kid you've had prior you know but you know some of these you know the parents like oh i never thought my kid would do this i gotta you know 
So it, it might help with the parenting aspect of it too. You know, those parents, you know, what if that kid has to do chores for like next month? I mean, as a kid, I hated chores. I know everybody did, you know, so if you got, you got to do I that love too. <laughs> you I know, love the thing, <laughs> I love chores. No, but I'm saying, okay, so we're, we're talking out. about, we're talking about what this means to us. LP, what means to us, right? So you said you got a hero. You got somebody that, that, that talks about changing somebody's life. You said how it impacts different things. So do you feel as though as Mr. being a hero that you, are you changing people? Do you feel like this a calling? A calling to change people's lives? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna characterize myself or categorize myself as being a hero. I mean, I just have a job no, to do, saying, and I try and do he, it. He said it was, he felt like okay. he wanted to be a hero, but do you feel like you're changing people's lives? I I don't know. I mean, either I'm changing their life for the better, or either I'm gonna get them so pissed off at that store that they're gonna be like, "Ah, oh, fucking, I'm coming back and taking them for even more than what I was going to," or maybe you know that kid, he, you know, he's like, "Ah, oh, screw it," you know. Now I'm gonna get an ROTC. I'm gonna go and join the military, and you know, maybe he's fighting for your freedom right now. I don't, you know, you don't know that. So, I mean, I think it's yeah, it's tough to determine. Not everybody has the same situation of what brought them to that moment. I don't think I got into it to, you know, I I don't think any of us really got into it to change anybody's life. And oh, we got there to stop way. criminals is what we got yeah. in there. <laughs> I don't think it would. It's going to change their life for the positive at the time being, but I think that it's it's uh, your individual responsibility basically to decide how you deal with a moment. I think um, you know we definitely got into it, regardless of why we got into it or not. It will provide we we are a force of change in their life. I mean that's kind of a big moment. You brought up a good point. Like it's they're forced. That's a that's a key that's a key thing. Just I I don't know I chimed in on that. But that's key you was they was forced into your life for that situation that's going on in their life. So do you believe in a in maybe a higher cause with that? Or do you think that it would have happened anyway? Because it things break down to like I would just so happen to be standing in this aisle and this guy just so happened to grab this out of that aisle. I would just so happen to make my walk this way. So do you feel that maybe life meant for you to change this person's life? I don't I don't personally feel that way myself because I feel that um, you know, I'm I'm making the best of what I can do and you know, hopefully eventually they will too, but I think that you know, regardless they're they're there, they're still affected by how I've changed their life. Plus, it's like you're saying, you know, how many people continually steal? You know, as soon as they get out of jail, as soon as they pay that ticket, they're going right back to steal again um, just because of who they are. I think everybody's situation is a little different. I think I think we could all speak to the idea that we've met people that are just career criminals that are going to be low lives for the rest of their life. And then we've, we've probably met people that we felt that way about and have since changed. And then we've met people who we were the force of change regardless of uh, you know how how their trajectory in life was. They decided to own that responsibility of being being caught for theft. Uh, but I personally, I don't feel like it's a higher power or anything that I'm. You know, I'm serving a purpose by doing this. I think I think there. Are, you know, I, I'm not going to get into it and say I did this for heroic reasons and I and I'm here to save everybody and stuff like that. But I, I really think it's a so it's just just yeah, just so happened at this point in time and this time this guy walks up takes a big screen TV and puts it in his card. There's no, there's no, oh my God, this is, this is a divine moment in time. And then you just so happen to catch this guy and this guy cooperated with you and you walk him to the back and it just so happens he's going through some rough shit in his life. And then it just so happens that you, man, I got something to tell you, dude. I just feel really, what's the difference? You make a stop one guy. Oh, we're going to write the paper and get you out of here and move on to the next one. And this guy that's just stole the TV is going through a rough time in his life. And now I just give him a whole life spill. Was it? It wasn't meant to be. 
I don't, th- I don't think, I don't know, you know, I can't say because it's like, well, what, what, what is the alternative to it not meaning to be, you know what I mean? That's a hard thing to think about. Like what, you know, I mean, what if it is, what if it isn't basically the value yeah. is worth the same there to where, so yes, I mean, it's possible, but it's also possible that it's not meant to be. I think that that gentleman, from what I've heard, he's still basically a piece of trash. Yeah. But the majority of them, over 90% Most of them are, are, yeah. are, are, will yeah. stay and will continue to be trash. So my thing is, is do you do you find those moments? Do you feel like do you feel like you guys want to take those moments to say, hey man, this is this is the time that you need to really look at your life? And do you feel like you feel obligated I, to do that? Oh, absolutely. I've felt that way before. I find myself getting on a soapbox with some of the people we've stopped and be like, hey, you know, now is a good time to turn your life around however you want. You know? <laughs> right. But I, you know, and I, but I try to avoid that in a way because. So many people will try to. I think in in this industry, especially, people will lie to your face. They'll tell on you on a whatever, constant basis. So man. you can, and it's people don't realize how much they slip emotionally with people like this because there are people out there who are career criminals who have basically created an art form of manipulation where they're going to lie to your face. Like, oh yeah, man, I'm going to change my life after this. I was just doing this for my kid, and it won't ever happen again. You know, I'm going to go meet up with my grandma after this, and really, they're just you know they're going to go commit another crime. They're going to hurt somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Good, good, I mean, good. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard not to let your emotions take over sometimes on that. I mean, and I mean, it's being the like feeling the hero, but I think also you're in the point of authority, and that's also another thing too. I mean, you're over these people when you got them back there. I mean, you're the one taking them back, and they're listening to you. So it's the same way as being a law enforcement officer. You got authority, right? But it's, I mean, I don't know. Like to me, it goes back to intuition sometimes too, or just feeling like it's, something comes over and something you want to do to help out the person. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. There's certain people I see. That I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna give them a chance. I'm cutting a break. And what's the difference between me cutting them and breaking someone else? I don't know. It's just maybe I do feel like they have a better chance than the person making it. So I do cut them and break. Now, here's another point. Uh, I know that there's probably some, some of these people that, you know, have been stopped still haven't went through the justice system. So they aren't guilty of it yet. They're just an accused. But how many a lawyer now? But. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Now, how, how many? His Christian name out again. Yeah, <laughs> big country. <laughs> now, how many of these people do you have multiple stops on, like that are reoccurring? You I know, agree. That, people that's a good. In, that's a good, I, good, I, good in your going. store that Keep you going. know you have stopped one time. It was over the x the x amount of dollars that needed to be to trespass them. You trespass them, and then two weeks again, you're stopping them again for you know trying to steal again, and you know because. That's recently yeah, happened. System and you, you know, you see who has been in there, or just na- nationwide, I believe the system is, you know, who has been stopped before. Right. You know how many? You know, I've been out of it for a couple of years, so I don't know. I'm assuming that that number is keep, oh, keeps keeps growing. Um, you know, do the the popular, you know, and people that keep stealing. So I would assume that that number. Well, I want. Uh, I, I agree 100 with you. I agree. That was a good. That was a good call out there. But my thing to you is, is the system broke? So let's say we caught these people five times, and it's over. It's over the felony amount, and they just keep walking back in. To me, wins enough is enough in this community, and let's put this person in prison. Do you think? I that, agree. I think that once you've once you've done it so many times, you become an habitual offender. These once. dudes need. The, I, we've been we've been failed as a retailer. I feel like I've been failed and, and shit in my face because this is the fifth time I've caught this guy. This guy has not learned. This woman has not learned to not to come back in here. That's a shame on the justice system. And what do they do? They raise it to a higher dollar amount for a felony. Well, as far as for conversion, you get convicted of misdemeanor conversion once, or they just have misdemeanor theft now. 
your second offense, it's a felony. So I don't know if you're aware of that. That they can yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard about that change. I, I heard that, and that, um, and that but they, I don't, I don't know, how, I don't know how much that affects you guys because, like you said, you know, if, if the dollar amount is over X amount of dollars, the the company doesn't want you to prosecute. Okay, so them. you got to so, remember, in in this state, anything that's underneath seven hundred fifty dollars is is a misdemeanor. Correct, and it's class A misdemeanor, and correct. class A misdemeanors can all get thrown out and to just end the community service. So Un, these until, these career criminals that go and they know they they know this they can do whatever they want to do and just throw us under the bus and keep coming in but what i'm saying is once you have one conviction of misdemeanor theft the next alleged offense that within, you it's within, within uh, three years i thought it was within a year is it three years i thought it was three years okay i, don't know that. I thought it was within a year, a year. A year. i don't know I'm and then, not, it, I'm then not, it comes I'm then it comes a, then it comes then a then let's let the lawyer speak yeah, <laughs> the next time that you get accused of it or stopped it's a felony, but like you know, certain companies don't want you to prosecute unless it's over a certain dollar amount. Right. So I don't know how that affects you guys as far as you know them getting taken to jail after they've been. It doesn't matter with our retailer. It, that no, that I got, money I, comes don't that yeah. money comes back to the retailer, yeah. which I've never seen that on a piece of paper. I'm still trying to get Mr. Elmy where this money comes back because the retailer mm. sends a letter from our lawyers. A good side point, a good side note is we should definitely sometime, it'd be interesting to uh, interview a criminal attorney, you know, to yeah. see their point of view where we're sending these people and how how they interact with that part of the law. Um, fortunately, we have, you know, Mr. here who currently works in law enforcement. And look, he, look, look, he, he probably sees some of the, our... The yeah, I'm sure he action. sees some of the people we get. Yeah, he sees the hate, outcome of our actions. I hate being the guy that always says crazy things. Have Have you guys ever been in a deposition where you've made a stop and then you had to go where the people's fought it and then you had to go sit and do a deposition when you had talked about what the criminal justice lawyer? Well, the prosecutor has us come in, you know, and they tell it. They ask us questions. The the, the defense lawyers there. They ask us questions verbatim of what happened. And then they go and they put it in. They type it in. They have a type. They put it all or what we say into into word. And then that's that's golden. That's what we said. Now, if we say anything different in court, you purge yourself. But I have found that the prosecutors, when they're asking, they don't. Re- they just let the defense lawyer say some shit. So when you talk about a criminal justice lawyer. They're still. It's all about the money. I don't know if you feel the same. Oh yeah, money. Oh, I agree. I think everything. overall, I think too something that we kind of just to touch base on this real quick is yeah. that I think all of us could agree it's not a perfect system. We are a, you know, we are a flawed. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a flawed system, and I think that um, the overview of it, it's it's hard to get a complete overview and how to fix that. And we are just one minute aspect of a of a much larger system that. Right. We, regardless, once again, regardless how we feel about it, we contribute to you so know, this system. Let me ask you a question. After mm-hmm. you've heard everybody kind of their own opinion about what asset protection and loss prevention and security means to them, how do you do? You think we're crazy mofo's? I think we all we all have different aspects. Different. We bring something different to the table, you know. And how I feel about something, how he feels about something, and how Mister other Mister. When I started this, I wanted to change everybody's lives. But the longer I've done it, I don't I don't, I don't care about them no more. Yeah, well, you keep getting lied to. You know, you feel sorry for them, like, and like then a bad you get them again. Dude. And then do you find yourself in your personal relationships having trouble trusting people or one hundred percent, dude? Just because you, you see the worst. We got to be in a relationship so first. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, I can't.
But no, but I'm serious. No, I like I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. I don't. I don't. People have to prove themselves to me, no matter if it's my family, no matter. And I was never this way. I was always trusting. I was a very trusting person. I've gone up and down in this business, and I've went and got trained on how to interrogate. I got Wicklander trained, and now whenever you go into go to interview these people, you, these people for some reason. That's the question I was going to ask you guys too. Is like, why does everybody think they can just lie themselves out of a situation? Like, I didn't do it. I'll, I'll pay for this. I'll pay for it now. Mm-hmm. Why does everybody think they can talk themselves out of a situation? Why do you think that is? I think another idea, we interview a psychologist. You know, we have a psychologist, a professor or something come on here. Because I think... I'm sitting right here, motherfucker. <laughs> got my PhD. Pretty hard. We need something. a real one. <laughs> pretty hard something. <laughs> something. No, uh, I, I, I think it is. I think it's psychological. I think, I've, I mean, I found myself, you know, even in, even at times you don't think you're going to lie. If you're, I think it's, it's like a, a it's, yeah, it's, a, you know I mean? it's actually it. fight or flight, you know, yeah. sort of thing where you're just, you're going to try and lie. And I think uh, somebody who is possibly on drugs or has had an unstable, uh, you know, past, they're more likely to be at that base level of psychology where they're, they're wanting to get out of it. They're trying to lie. Right. You know? You know, I've got a circle of friends, and you talk about wanting to bring in a psychologist, a criminal lawyer. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring some, I'm going to bring some cop friends in and have their viewpoint. I want you guys to hear his side of things, or their side of things, or her side of things on the law side, walking into what we've already caught or what we've already done, and their aspect of what it what it means to the community. If we catch them, or if what how that interacts into the community, if it's even crazier out there. So I got some people going to come talk to you guys. Wait for it. I'm telling you, I got some good people coming. Oh, yeah. Bring it on, baby. No. Bring, bring, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. No, I think that's a great idea. I think we've got uh, a ton of ideas as far as who to bring on and other stuff to talk about. It's been a good first episode. We, do, uh, we didn't do Dumbass Criminal of the Week, uh, but maybe we'll save that for next episode. But any closing thoughts from everybody? Stay classy, San Francisco. <laughs> Rock. I'm E Money, so go ahead, Rock. E Money, Marshall. No, no, I mean, uh, you know, just stay tuned for further episodes. Uh, we'll get more into it. It's about to get great. I think that we kind of got and kind of got off some things here, but overall, you know that we, we we're passionate about this, and uh, we have some we got some crazy stories I'm going to tell, you know, and uh, just wait. Crazy. <laughs> we dealing with Mister the, the, the Rock. The Rock. <laughs> you know. But uh, I'm telling you, there's we have different aspects. We all bring something different. We've all had we're at different levels of this game. We have different aspects. So you wait and see. I got some good things. No, I I agree. I think that I think we've got a lot of good ideas. I thought I already said my closing thoughts. I, I don't know if we heard it. I I think we got a lot of great ideas. A lot of good good ideas. We got, we got tons of stories we could tell. We're just, yeah, we just gotta stuff. We're just gonna stay tuned. Stuff.